0: Voyage. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a new show just released on Voyage Media called Conversations with Men I Wish I Never Had. This is a podcast where former Master Mariner and Navy Lieutenant Commander Adina Grundy has candid, raw, cathartic, and often surprisingly funny conversations with women about their experiences in traditionally male-dominated fields like the Navy, the Merchant Marine, and police force. These are the types of conversations that you might only privately have with your girlfriends, but we are sharing them for you to listen to. If you're someone who has ever had an experience working as a woman in a male-dominated field, we think you will find a lot to relate to and commiserate with. Be prepared to laugh, cry, and be entertained. The first couple of episodes are already available, and we will be releasing new episodes every week. Check out Conversations With Man, I Wish I Never Had where you get your podcasts. Maybe it was inevitable. Maybe other people get away with things like this, but not me. Jane was dead and I wasn't going to be able to hide from it. Or was I? Logan had kept repeating nobody, no crime, like a mantra. Just because the cops brought me in didn't mean they had me dead to
1: rights, did it? Mrs. Powell. Ms. Ruth, do you have something you'd like to share with me?
0: No, sir. There was a sinking feeling consuming my body. I thought the floor would give away and I just dropped down to hell. I wished it had all been a dream, but here I was in a police station in an interrogation room. It didn't look as cool as it does on TV. It looked more like a break room at my office. There was nothing grandiose about it. If this is where my life was going to end as I knew it, it would be an ignominious ending. I felt like I needed to shower for about two years. I let down everyone I loved. My company was doomed if I went away for this.
1: Okay. I'll share then. Alright. I've become an expert on you in the last 24 hours. You're not from Florida. No, sir. Why are you in Florida, Ruth?
0: Vacation? Is that a crime?
1: Not yet. As far as we can tell, you have no relatives in Florida.
0: I do not.
1: You don't know a soul down here, and being the dedicated bus company owner you are, it's totally unlike you to just pick up and leave on a whim.
0: Is that all you have? I don't know where that came from. Detective Alvarez's eyebrows went up, well, then maybe I should just
1: head out. Oh, perhaps you can catch a quick flight to Indonesia.
0: Since I haven't committed a crime.
1: Who said you hadn't?
0: I'm saying that.
1: The man you were with? What do you know about him?
0: Not as much as I thought.
1: I'll bet. He's got an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Passing back checks, among other things.
0: That tracks.
1: I bet it does. You know about his prior for assault?
0: I do, actually. Hmm.
1: And you still spend quite a bit of time with him, no? Does he really
0: have a sister with Down Syndrome?
1: Yes. That make everything better?
0: I can ask for a lawyer, right?
1: You're not under arrest. We're just talking.
0: Then I can leave.
1: Sure. If that's how you want to play it.
0: I'm not playing anything. I just... What is it that you want me to say?
1: Another out-of-towner recently disappeared, Jane Nathanson. Turns out, you and her are in the same professional field, and from the same state. Hell of a coincidence.
0: I heard about what happened to Jane. That's awful.
1: You don't know what happened to her.
0: All I heard is that she disappeared like you said.
1: Right. And you're just here on vacation, and Logan Evans is a great guy.
0: I didn't say that.
1: Maybe you should have. What? Where were you on the afternoon of April 7th, Miss Powell?
0: I was with Logan, just going around town. Nothing special.
1: Anyone who can testify to that?
0: We were just with each other. Okay. I'm going to leave now. I I can do that if I want to, yes?
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm not trying to be difficult.
1: Of course not.
0: Okay. Well, bye then. See you soon. The second I got outside, I realized my shirt was stained with sweat. No body, no crime, right? I needed to be sure. I went back to where we got the fan boat. I paid the man to let me take it out. I managed to get back to where we had dumped Jane's body and... Shit! It was still there. The alligators didn't eat it. The water was shallow enough and I could see it. Even the alligators didn't like Jane. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I couldn't just leave her there. It was the grossest thing I had ever done. I wanted to peel my skin off, but I got her out of the water and onto the boat. I took her as deep into the Everglades as I dared. I found a spot where at least the water was deeper A huge gator popped his head out of the water. I thought, well, this is a good spot as any. Maybe this one is hungry. I watched her body sink. It had taken me hours to get this far out. Jane would not be easily discovered. That was the best I could do. I could exactly bring her back and ask the fan boat guy to help me toss her in my trunk. What else could I do? I was operating on pure anxiety and nightmare fuel. I needed to talk to Logan. I went to the only place I could think where he might be, the party mansion. I walked in past the spot where I had killed Jane. He was there on the couch with a blonde 20-something on his arm. He was smoking crystal meth from a glass pipe. I thought you didn't use. I don't usually. Uh,
1: I've been a little stressed.
0: He looked up at me vacantly like he didn't know me after everything. We need to talk. In private. About what? You know what?
1: I don't think I do. There isn't anything to say.
0: Seriously? Yes.
1: Yes. You are fucking crazy. Things don't always work out. It was nice meeting you, we had fun, now it's over.
0: Nice? It was nice? The blonde looked at me like I was a waitress who was talking too much. I couldn't help but notice her push-up bra and overdone makeup. She was probably in her late 20s. Logan tried to avoid my eyes.
1: Look, I'm sorry things didn't go the way you wanted, okay? That's it. You'll be fine.
0: Is this your life? You just romance anyone with a functional credit card to keep the party going? What a fucking tragedy you are.
1: Please leave.
0: Blondie, get out now while you still can. As I walked off, I heard the blonde ass slogan, who was that old lady? I spun around and hit her without missing a beat.
1: Get out of here, now
0: ground from the floor. I felt sick to my stomach. I'm I'm sorry I, I shouldn't have done that. Go oh.
2: Hey Ruth, when am I picking you up from the airport? I don't know. Oh shoot flight delayed? No. Okay. Well, you are coming back, right? Not that I mind pretending to be the boss. (laughs) P.S. I used your coffee mug. Hope that's okay.
0: What's the worst thing you ever did in your life?
2: Um, That's a little heavy and personal. Please tell me. What's this about? You don't sound like yourself. Are you okay? I'm worried about you.
0: Just on our friendship, I won't tell anyone, please. I just need to know.
2: I cheated on my ex-husband. You did? That sounds like judgment over there. No.
0: No, definitely not. I'm
2: not proud of it. Why did you? I was mad. We had a big fight. I don't even remember what about now. When it happened, how did you feel? It was kind of hot in the moment. You know, I'm not going to lie. But the second it was over, I felt so awful. Like. Delaware state junior year, 20 cent beer and tacos night off.
0: I understand.
2: Please tell me what's going on down there.
0: You won't tell anyone? Of course not. I did something really bad to someone. Worse than yours, much, much worse. What could you have- Really, really bad. Ruth, to who? You know who. What? I'm sorry. Are you saying you... Yes! What you're thinking. Yes! Uh,
2: One of the buses broke down. I I need to deal with it. I just got a call on the radio from the driver.
0: Okay. We'll talk again. Alright. You won't tell anyone about this, right? Uh, no. Never. Okay. Goodbye, Ruth. Bye. As I entered the Florida Airport Terminal, three men in police uniforms surrounded me. Detective Alvarez was one of them.
1: Ruth Powell, you're under arrest for the murder of Jane Nathanson.
0: I stared at the cheap office furniture in the interrogation room. They gave me a cup of coffee that tasted like lukewarm mud.
1: Logan is in custody as well. Oh. You're a smart lady, Miss Powell. Present circumstances notwithstanding. You run your own business. People like you. This isn't you.
0: I don't want to go to prison.
1: Well, that may not be an option anymore. The more realistic thing to say might be, I don't want to go to prison for a very long time.
0: What are you saying?
1: One of you is not coming back. To me, looking at the situation, seems pretty obvious Logan put you up to this. Tell me how and why and he'll get the worst of it. What
0: if I put him up to it?
1: You think he did this just for you? There was a business dispute between you and Jane, correct?
0: Keisha called you. I can't believe it.
1: Like I said, a very long time. Or?
0: I thought he was helping me.
1: If you weren't sitting here with me today, what would have happened if this all just blew over?
0: It would have benefited my business considerably.
1: And guess who would have suddenly wanted to marry you? Marry me? Logan has been married seven times. What? All for love, right?
0: Uh... I'm not gonna lie about what happened. Your
1: cooperation in full will be meaningful when it comes to sentencing.
0: I don't want to be responsible for things being worse for him.
1: You think he's not already talking?
0: Is he? What is he saying?
1: How many years are you willing to bet on it?
0: The trial took months to roll around. In the meantime, I went to jail. I couldn't afford the bail money. It was $500,000. Keisha ran the office. I tried to manage the company from jail the best I could, but drivers were leaving left and right. They didn't want to be associated with the company anymore. Jane's company was sold to another private company. Was all over Delaware news. I'm sure the Delaware School Bus Driver Diva Social Group was going nuts about it. Florida Women's Reception Center, lovely name. Sounds like a place to meet for coffee. It's still prison. My kids called. Usually they called me to ask for money. They seemed upset. That was nice. Oh, and Brad called too. He pretended to care and then asked about money. I asked how Tiffany was doing and he hung up. As I sat in my cell or ate questionable spaghetti in the cafeteria or listened to my cellmate tell me about multiple women she had stabbed, I kept thinking about Jane. I'd see her at night standing in the corner of the cell, stunned but almost offended look on her face before she died, like she couldn't believe someone so beneath her could have done this. I could hear her voice sometimes. I would have done it right. It was the worst at night. I'd be with Logan on a beach.
3: Murder's hard work, Ruth. You
0: can't half-ass it. No one cares how nice you were to them now, do they? Your hair looks awful, by the way. If I were in that cell, so, I'd already have made my own hair gel
3: out a candy and lotion. You're just loafing around. For this, you had to get rid of me, huh? For this? Congratulations,
0: Ruth. The big winner will be here. Get yourself a pet mouse and commit to
3: the bed, bitch. Because this is what you deserve.
0: If you can't trust a backwoods fanboat guy, who can you trust? The cops found him through Logan's phone records. And once he talked, they found Jane's body. Apparently lightly munched by gators, but still recognizable. Logan and I were tried separately. I was due to testify at his trial first. He still looked great, sitting at the defense table. Changed his hair, maybe gotten a bit more muscular, but he still had that Logan way about him. Like, of course, he was a good guy. Of course he meant well. I had to quell this feeling in my gut that I should go easy on him. The prosecutor asked me if Logan's encouragement contributed to my decision to kill Jane, and I answered honestly. I would never have taken it this far if it wasn't for him. He pushed me to do it every step of the way. If I had never met Logan, this would have just been a thought in my head. I would never have acted on. His charm and persuasion got the best of me. If I could take back everything I would, I wish I had never laid eyes on Logan. I stared at him as I said it. I didn't care what he thought anymore. I didn't care much about anything. I wasn't interested in lying. Logan was convicted of accomplice, second degree felony murder. My public defender told me that meant he was convicted basically of being next to me while I killed Jane. I was convicted of a second-degree murder. My public defender celebrated like we won the Super Bowl. He convinced the jury I didn't really plan on going through with it. I just went along with Logan until the last moment when I made a rash decision. It was actually true. I just was surprised the jury believed it. In Florida, if you're convicted of a second-degree murder, you get a minimum of 25 years if a firearm is used. It's 10 years otherwise for a person who has a clean prior record. I should have stabbed Jane. I would have been out a lot sooner. So I went back to prison. My cellmate also acted like I won the Super Bowl. By the time I got out, I'm sure Brad and Tiffany would have had their own family with grown kids. I guess on the bright side, Brad had given up on getting any more alimony from me. My kids visited a couple times. It was nice of them. They stopped after six months, though. I settled into a routine. There's plenty of books to read, and my cellmate, when she isn't telling me about the people she stabbed, was actually a pretty pleasant person to be around. You know who I miss the most? My employees. Probably sounds kind of crazy, but it's the truth. Keisha sent me care packages all the time. She called me too.
2: So, is it weird to ask what's new? I don't know what to say.
0: You don't have to keep calling me. It's prison. Nothing is new. I want to. Don't feel bad.
2: You did the right
0: thing, okay?
2: I'm still gonna call.
0: Really? Of course. Well, thank you. This call is from a federal prison. You will not be charged for this call. Uh, uh, Ruth. Yeah? People still talk
2: about you, you know?
0: What do they say?
2: You know, how after a football game, people say, oh, it's the quarterback just threw it to the tight end on the third down, they would have won. That kind of thing.
0: Monday morning quarterback?
2: Yeah, it's a lot of that.
0: <laughs> well, I guess there are worse things.
2: Look out for another care package. Probably getting to you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for not throwing me away. You're the best. You have always been the best. I know. One day in the cafeteria, a prison guard placed a handwritten note next to my tray. He walked off. I read the note. It said, can I write to you? It was signed Logan. I was shocked. I guess being in jail again humbled him or he was desperate and lonely. I considered it for a long 24 hours. The next morning at breakfast, the same guard stepped beside me. your answer. Tell him I said yes. Maybe we deserved each other.
3: Love, Murder, Florida is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, and Dave directed by Dan Benamore, written by Cindy Sommer and Dan Benamore, based on an original story by Cindy Sommer, starring Jane Lynch as Jane and Tammy Kates as Ruth. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by Nick City. Original music by Darius Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening. And subscribe now for future episodes. When 27-year-old Gretchen Fleming leaves a West Virginia bar with a former police officer on a winter night in 2022, she's never seen again. Diligent investigators close in on an ex-cop with an unlikely story and an unsettling reputation in a recent episode of the unsolved true crime podcast, Last Seen Alive. Last Seen Alive is a true crime podcast researched, written, and hosted by crime analyst Leah Owens. Cases covered include disappearances, homicides, and suspicious deaths, all of them unsolved, and all of them in need of tips from the public. Recognizing that the right piece of information can sometimes be the difference between a cold case and resolution. Last Seen Alive exists to bring public awareness to cases that need it. Listen to Gretchen's story and more than 100 other gripping mysteries as told by a working crime analysis professional. Find The Last Scene Alive wherever you listen to podcasts.